The only thing I ever heard that was available in stereo was the Pink Panther cartoons. It's the only thing I've ever seen that was available in stereo. What does it say at the start of the cartoon? Yeah. That's around the era of like Top Cat and that. I think that was probably about the same. So this this Top Cat's a poor man's Pink Panther, I think. It's not a good cartoon. I'm just saying it's there. It existed. Yeah, but you're comparing it to the Pink Panther. That's like... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in the same way that one 30 year old man is the same age as another 30 year old man yeah but that's literally the only comparison no, you said one was pink panther and the other was top cat and that's relevant it's not relevant <laughs> no as well i didn't have anything against top cat i think i only played watched that a little bit yeah i like the theme song what was the theme song top cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good you, you can't deny that <laughs> Fucking gold. <laughs> nah, but it was just uh, just a uh, homeless cat, a stray cat that lived yeah. in a bin, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, with all his cat friends. And he was friends slash enemies with the local police. Officer Devil. <laughs> <laughs> and he spoke like this, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Which is kind of like Yogi Bear, but only a little <laughs> bit different, because I'm a cat. Yeah. Yeah, same, same so, guy. Probably, yeah. <laughs> So they, they, one those... lives in Yellowstone, the other one lives in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> All those cartoons are the same cat. kind of people, like Yogi Bear, Top Cat, Barney Rubble. They're all pretty much <laughs> the same voice. I don't know why, but they're such different, they're based in so many different areas. Like, yeah. Yeah, but Barney Rubble, I mean, that was years ago. That was like, <laughs> was like caveman time. Yeah. You can't still be alive. Yeah, Top Cat was like the fifth. 60s, 70s, something maybe like on the streets. Tom and Jerry was the 30s. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. With, you watch it, you're like, it's 30s, still, still with, awesome. Was that when he looked really fucking weird, though? There was a point where he was drawn differently, wasn't there? Where he had, like, big white around his eyes and stuff. I think every now and then they changed appearance yeah. of the show. Yeah. And now they've they changed the voice acting. They updated the voice acting on it to be less racist. <laughs> oh, the, which I oh, disagree the, with. Of the um, the clean, the, the mother, clean, the owner, the mother. or the cleaner, yeah. or something like that. Like, Thomas, what, what that woman? They what changed was, her voice. What was racist about it? It just sounded like a black woman. I think. Right. I mean, she, she was coloured like a black woman. Yeah, but she it was wasn't a walking. Cartoon. Like you could only see her feet. It's not like yeah. she was walking along and like sounded like a black woman. And yeah. oh, by the way, she's wearing shackles. No, but they, yeah, they edited it massively. Like yeah. literally, like, if I bought, if I wanted to buy the Tom and Jerry stuff, because Tom and Jerry is awesome. I don't think I could buy the new stuff, like the new DVDs of the old content. Yeah. Because they've changed the like a lot of the show. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know what, like, it's fucking Tom and Jerry. <laughs> it's like changing those artifacts, things that's this... isn't it? It's fucking weird. It's like, yeah. Well, like, are... It's the same thing as that, What's there was like a book in America that had Nigger Jim, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, uh, fucking! They've written. They've written that out. They've they've removed that. Not and Johnny Appleseed. Who the fuck? No, was it's it? the other guy, the white suit, all the time. Yeah. Who was a bit of a Mark Twain, Mike yeah. Twain, Mark Twain, Dave Twain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that doesn't change that much of the story. I guess it's just a name of somebody. Yeah, but yeah, they they remove scenes and change songs and changed voice actors and yeah. stuff like that. It's weird, but. Well, I'm just yeah. like, I, th- I think it's about context, really. Like, is it offensive to a modern-day audience? And if so, why? Is it because we're laughing at black people? No, then it's probably not racist. 
Like not in not in the way that you'd like to think it is. Like yeah. it's not like you're literally showing like a menstrual or a fucking gollywog or something. Like it's it's just it's just a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's just, racist. Can't have black people on TV. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. What was there was something about um... it's because she's like a she she's she's a, a like essentially a housewife. She's like um she's she's a house slave or whatever. I don't think she was no. in Tom and Jerry from memory no. maybe Well she like was. you never saw anyone else. There was no evidence yeah. to say she didn't own the fucking house. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it seems weird because that whole thing feels like boycotting. I've never yeah. really known to be much in the UK. You I blame can, everything on America. You're going to boycott an 80-year-old cartoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I can't remember. Some comedian, all my wisdom comes from watching comedians, um, said that that's what privilege is. Oh, it was Carl Kinane. Yeah. He said that, uh, um, he says, uh, the thing that he understands about white privilege is about complaining about things that you don't really have to complain about or worrying about things you don't have to worry about. Like, yeah. he's scared of ghosts. Because he thinks they're real, but he kind of recognizes that life's pretty good if you're scared of the dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're not worried about where your next meal's coming from. No. You're like, hang on, this house that I live in. What if it's filled with the unknown? <laughs> but yeah, it feels like the boycotting idea, I guess, because that was a, that was a huge thing, I think, in America at some point in their history. Yeah, was boycotting certain products and the power of the boycott and, and all that kind of stuff. You and it's like, meanwhile, like I think the UK was still rationing. Yeah, so it was like, well, we can't. But if we boycott, we die. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what it feels so alien. But yeah, it feels. I think it used to make a big difference because these movements were like few and far between because there was no way for them to really catch on. But now mm. we've got like instant communication. There's people boycotting different things every day, and that number can never grow enough because it just gets lost in the noise of other boycotts. Well, I heard something recently. There was um, a couple of suicides, celebrity suicides, some yeah. that matter. Like, uh, recently. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because no one cares if, you know, your next door neighbour kills himself. No. Apparently it's all about the celebrities. <laughs> yeah. You had Anthony Bourdain and, yeah. and a fashion designer, Kate Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently Kate Spade was depressed and was worried about uh, seeking help for her depression. Right. Because it might infringe on her brand of fashion clothes. Like, people, it would negatively affect her brand. <laughs> Of like pan bags. <laughs> so people wouldn't buy it because it would be, it could be associated with yeah. suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and just... that's, that's the power. One, yeah, is that there comes a time where you go like priorities, you know, figure out, do you want, do you want to live or do you want your handbags to money to go on or whatever? Yeah. And it might be bollocks, but so I've heard some people mention <laughs> that <laughs> she didn't, she fucking... never sought out help for. Um, mental illness of any of that kind yeah which uh, yeah kind of speaks to the power of the boycott like yeah <laughs> like, i don't want my fashion line to be i'm, I'm not what it's kind insane. of brick do you have to be to boycott <laughs> someone for committing suicide no for for being depressed like, <laughs> if she sought help, help depressed. for her depression um, then it'd be like oh i'm not gonna buy you know uh, Maybelline. She's telling people it's okay to be depressed. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's manic depressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> might affect the brand. But yeah, like people tend to think that hitting people with where the money is, 
Yeah. You know, and it's, it seems weird. Like the, the whole pursuit of, um, uh, when it, when, whenever I do something, I kind of feel like I want to do it completely independently away from everything. Yeah. So like, say I wanted to, um, say we wanted to do a video, a, a video version of the podcast. Yeah. I just do it on the internet because it's free and we can just keep on doing it on there and it's fine. But there's people who might want to go, like, oh no, you need to get signed off by the BBC and that's where the big bucks are. And Don't that's care. where you go do that. It's like, it seems like much more hassle than just uploading a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that kind of, yeah, that kind of feeling that things have to be done a certain way. Yeah. And I had that all the time as well when I was working in restaurants. You had loads of actors who were like just waiting for the phone to ring. And it was very much the the feeling of the whole thing. And I was always like, why don't we just take like a weekend off and we'll film a showreel for you? No, yeah. you don't film your own showreels. You have to get it done professionally from your paid work. Yeah. No, the, I, I, no. Comp- yeah, you, I'm sure people do do that. But if people aren't hiring you because you don't have a showreel, just blag a showreel. The, I remember have you never seen like Happy Gilmore? He didn't play golf. He played hockey and he was like, fuck it, I'll do golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Happy Gilmore. When, we were in, when, I, when I was in uni, myself and a couple of friends helped some of the people in the drama class like do, do film showreels. Yeah. Like just like we, we had access to a couple of decent cameras and and you just use the whole campus as a set and yeah. write like a bunch of different snippets of scripts that don't exist. It's yeah. like, there you go. There's, and there's again, some... there are companies who do that for money. Yeah. Like that's their service they provide is we've got filming equipment. If you'd like a showreel, we've got a kitchen set with a script. Yeah. If you want to do a kitchen set with a script, come to us and we'll yeah. do that for you. So yeah, I've always kind of felt very independent about everything. And if people don't like it, it's like, I don't care. I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. I, I very much, I don't like surrendering the power of that to someone who I don't trust. Yeah. So yeah, that's the other thing about if it's, if you're employed by someone else, they can always fire you. If yeah. you're employed by yourself, you're like, I don't care. I'll do it for no money. Well, that was the weird thing, man. Like when we were at the, uh, over the weekend chatting with, um, one of our, yeah. uh, mates, he said he's, he's, um, He's he's got you you and him have a mutual friend and he's making yeah. like a pilot at the minute for uh, I, th- I think filming it with the intention of going to like ITV or something like that and he's fashioning a script based on their requirements for what they're looking for in an audience right now yeah like oh we need to bring in uh, like a female audience like an eighteen to thirty five like that yeah. kind of age range and all of this kind of shtick um and it's it's got to be a comedy like but not like slapstick like this kind of thing and at that point it's like well you're changing who your customers are your customer then becomes the TV station your customer doesn't become your actual audience well it's your tv station's idea of what its audience might be <laughs> so even if you do it absolutely yeah. to the order to, to the tv well, you're creating it for an thing, audience that doesn't e- wrong. It, you're creating it for an audience that doesn't exist yet yeah. that's the whole point like to pull in this new kind of thing and it's just it's a bit weird to operate like that from the perspective of a creator when you just kind of like want to make something and see what it does yeah. Well, I mean, take take this podcast, for example. Like, we do t- decided to do it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, if you think about whether there would be some form of other input. I mean, there could be more beneficial production inputs of, like, try and keep, I don't know, the, the length to this amount of time. Try and yeah. do stories about this. Yeah. You know, have a segment of Trump or something like that. 
and we've tried different things but they've always just kind of been like how we feel the conversation went they haven't really been yeah. like you know we haven't i think we've we've tried to look at like viewers and that but it doesn't really matter whether it's seven people zero people or a thousand if it was a thousand i'm probably pretty cool yeah but yeah it's like it's always i think at this we would have been pulled by now if it was like oh you know, <laughs> yeah because yeah because if, if if this equipment was like being hired out and people yeah. were paying for us then yeah. like, we're not seeing a return yeah but it's just like oh no we'll just do it we don't care we'll yeah exactly i'm doing something i think it's 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 yeah it's just a really nice thing like that that technology's gotten to the point where all of this is completely affordable yeah. to the point where you have absolutely no excuse like if you want to do something you can just do it but then to bring it back around i'm not sure how personable the fashion market is like we like this one you got like well listen because you know we just enjoy talking or whatever yeah but it's like she what she makes bags but she wants to make more i don't know i think it was bags i think there was a bag at least in her i, lineup. I don't really know much about i her. think there was a handbag involved in her <laughs> career so yeah it feels weird to commit suicide because you didn't want people to know that you were upset because yeah. you'd sell less handbags after you died. Well, this might be quite a cynical thing to say, but I would have thought in the current climate that, like, being open and honest about depression would actually be a selling point. Not with handbags. No, just not with handbags. <laughs> it's a very specific market. <laughs> no, you of can, people you can, who hate you, depression. You take your depression. Don't want it around. And you keep it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, something about suicide. Some, we somehow we got there to Kate Spade boycotting things. Yeah. Then something was boycotted, and then something changed. I don't remember how we got there, but anyway. Uh, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Uh, yeah. Tom and Jerry was changed. the boycotting thing. Pink Panther Pink in Panther. stereo. <laughs> I've got to remember to talk into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it all came from. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, how's your head? Uh, it's 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 taught me a lot over the past few days about people that do and do not give a shit about me. Oh, really? Which is interesting. <laughs> like, if you <laughs> so, yeah. For people listening, Steve's got a lot of scars on his fore- on his head. Uh, yeah, his bald head, basically. Mo- multiple contusions after a weekend of events. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, like it's it's not until you've got like a very noticeable like there's something wrong with me right. kind of look about you that like pretty much everybody that I uh, I assumed would ask me like what the fuck has happened to your head mm. has asked. And like yeah. been like, and I'm not like claiming sympathy or anything like that. But then there's other people that I spend a good eight hours a day with mm-hmm. that have said nothing and just like just assume that like, well, it's just, it's just him. <laughs> it's just, it's just who he is. And it's like it's just to, to the point where it's just like, well, I'm. I... They're looking for you at their local neighbourhood <laughs> fight club. <laughs> like, well, first rule, I can't. Second rule, I can't. Hi, Steve. How's yeah. it going? Maybe I'll see you later in the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of, it's kind of eye opening. Yeah. Like, and and it's, um, it, it kind of, it, I, it, it points out the people to you that that often pretend to give a shit and the ones that actually do. Right. It's weird. It's been, but it's, it's, it's been fine. It is head trauma, I guess. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, yeah, scratches on your arms or something like that, which is like, you know, someone trying to escape you. Yeah. This is like, oh, I got head trauma. I like I the, the, the maybe... bruising has gone down now, but like, if, yeah, there was a, like, there was a lump. <laughs> I, yeah. On Monday, it looked pretty gnarly. Um, but no, it's, it's going down, but it's, um, it, it is forcing me to kind of reevaluate my priorities as far as my work day and everything's concerned. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna stop asking other people how they are 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's a strange. Well, it's, it's weird, man. Like if somebody that I saw every day walked in with like half a face, I'd be like, Hey, what happened to the other half of your face? <laughs> yeah. Like even, just, a, it's a new conversation. Starter it's the thing. The it's like, you don't even have to care, but if you're not, if you don't even care enough to be curious, <laughs> like that's the, there's, there's obviously a very big kind of disconnect between, between us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the wife's fighting back, it seems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got um, some of them you got from running headlong into a log cabin. Yes. Yes. Um, and and your rib, you ran headlong into a electric it's, fence. It's kind of a half pylon. A half, half of the bottom half of pylon. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was essentially just a fence post. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I still feel like I take responsibility for that because one, it happened on your stag weekend. <laughs> and two, I, I just wondered what would happen if I got you into a musical mood. Yeah. And it turns out you get very self-harmy. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> I don't even know the song. I just remember it just popped into my head <laughs> when you were just collapsed on the floor. It's like, Steve, Steve, what would Brian Bortano do? And then you just see this this corpse start to move and then get up and then run off into the distance. And, and then wham! Ow! Okay. No, oh, where's Steve? Oh, he's over there. He's That's fine. what Brian Boitano do. <laughs> There's one, yeah, you got at one point in the night, you just got up and you said, right, I want to go for a run. Yeah. And like, okay, Steve. You're <laughs> clearly too drunk to run. Let's go for a run. Um, so like, uh, yeah, you ran round the corner. We turned it. And I don't know if you remember like Roadrunner cartoons and that where like you turn around and he's like miles away. This <laughs> <laughs> is like choo, completely gone. I don't know. We were drunk as well. I don't know whether we just slow, we just slowly started to care, <laughs> but it's into the shadows. Like where's Steve? And then in the distance, you just saw this floodlight just ping on and it's your silhouette of just like what the hell <laughs> like ufos are coming to pick you up <laughs> and then just quickly get out of the light <laughs> and then disappear yeah and then yeah we had a spit of a search party <laughs> come back like has steve come back like no did you not find him no what really like no yeah, he's out there somewhere he'll be fine <laughs> i mean i did open up because i was organizing it all at the beginning i was like well in the morning at 10 a.m there's a gun range that's going to fire in kind of this direction <laughs> by like 10 a.m yeah there'll be gunshots falling from the sky with clay pigeons and yeah. stuff like that and i don't know if we dressed up steve as a goose or not <laughs> so i just want to be sure well, I got the through, I got bullets through. don't run rain down on him a strange phase of drunk where it was like extreme high energy followed by extreme collapse yeah. and then extreme high energy again. I still blame Brian Bortano. I think that's what it, it that's, that's what went from like, am I going to be, going to be asleep or am I going to do what Brian Bortano would do? <laughs> yeah. I pulled a thorn out of my head yesterday. <laughs> kept it there for a little bit as a well, I, didn't, I thought it i thought it was just a spot i didn't i, I wasn't sure wasn't sure what it was and i scratched at it and this like thorn like half an inch long i had one of them i had one of them in my knee once yeah i think that's what that scar is <laughs> where like yeah it's like a month later i yeah. just picked at it thinking it was a scab and it was just a giant thorn <laughs> like oh my god yeah okay fair enough yeah guess i should know my limits when it comes to thorns <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a, it was it was semi a surprise stag do. Um, but you said you started to have an inkling. 
I well, I'm forever suspicious of you and Jamie. Yeah, I think the hang. The, yeah, like it got to a point where we, it was going to be an abduction, and it was like this is going to be a bit of a laugh and that. But people were genuinely afraid that you might go fight or flight. <laughs> and I, was, I don't know. I don't know what it says about me, but I was just like, well, I'll just punch him in the chin. Like if he if he starts to freak, just pu- oh, I'll I'll punch him in the chin. I weigh a lot. Like yeah. he'll he'll feel the punch, and then. We'll just get him in the back of a van. And then I, said, I think it's dependent on the situation. Like, so if 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 it was if it was all in my own house, mm. um, um, see, I think you'd freak more. No, nah, I, d- I don't know. I don't. Well, because if uh, ten people stormed in your front door wearing balaclavas, <laughs> wielding weapons, and were like put a bag on you and t- which was the, one of the original plans, <laughs> um, I, we thought that yeah, that might be too much. I, I don't know. You've already said on the podcast that you keep a hidden axe slash mallet <laughs> or what it's sledgehammer yeah. somewhere in the house. Yeah. I can't I can't remember what it's called now. It doesn't matter what it's called. It doesn't dead. matter what it's called, but it would have been embedded in one person's head. <laughs> <laughs> I was very close to it as well when we were <laughs> <laughs> It's always within arms. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so people were like, Oh, you know, we need to come up with a if, I think if it's if it'd been out in the world, that would have been fight or flight. Really? For okay. some reason in my house, I would have just been subdued. I'm like, yeah, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be taken oh, by some bread. Going to go to the shops so anywhere on the way? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so people were worried that um, it could go horribly, horribly wrong and you'd stab someone. Which I, I, it never, ever, ever occurred to me that I'd be I don't think I'd have stabbed anybody. I don't think it would have been like that. Would have pushed someone. Well, it's just lots of struggle followed by running, I imagine. Yeah, but punching the chin, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was already there and I was ready. Okay. Yeah. But Plus, yeah, so, like, what can you do when you're already in handcuffs? Well, that was the thing. So they were like, well, we should get him restrained. And then I said, it would be funny if I could convince him to wear handcuffs. <laughs> That yeah. that was the joke. It was like it would be funny to, and that's where I started to lose my focus. I was like, because then uh, then I think it becomes like Nick's coming around and he wants me to wear handcuffs. That's where it becomes like this is not a believable story anymore. <laughs> this yeah. is like it's per- it is believable as a story, yeah. But you know me well enough, yeah, that it's a double bluff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other people are like, oh yeah, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd yeah. be weird. But Steve's like, yeah, it'd be weird, and. And suspicious. <laughs> so yeah. I would have thrown it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was also one of those things where it's like stack, stack, stack. Everybody's yeah. like wants to do these raucous, raucous, like mm. crazy things. Yeah. But it is mainly just like getting caught up in the moment. Yeah. I mean, like we had a game called Get Down, Mr. President, which was like, which was meant to be whenever I put my finger to my ear, the best man puts his finger to, finger to his ear, everyone tackles you know, the stag. Right. And it was like, so I did it a few times and then like... Did nobody, like, no. did anyone notice? No. So then I just started screaming it and oh, then right. I was doing it. And then like <laughs> one or two people kind of dog Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, do a bit more. There was one that we didn't get to do because I didn't know enough about the venue and that was get him to the chopper. Right. Which is like, get to the chopper! Yeah. And then I so be fireman lift you and throw you in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently there's a, there was a lake on site, but I didn't know where it was. <laughs> just like a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> just running through the woods. I don't know what this game is anymore. <laughs> I left my be, beer at the tent. Seem to be leaving camp. <laughs> yeah. Someone said something about gunshots. 
Yeah, just throw you in a river or something like that. So yeah, I think uh, <laughs> just throw him in a river. <laughs> what was going to be? We're going to do gorging. Um, oh right, river gorging, you, so like, like climb, basically like follow a river in a like, cave kind oh, of thing. Greg did that for his honeymoon. I said, I, th- I think he said it was canyoning, but I'm guessing right. it's exactly the same probably thing. something similar, but like slightly different from terrain. The stream down into a river and like through a pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, well, some people enjoy it, some people don't. The yeah. weather was a big factor as well. Yeah, like I was like, I had so many ideas to plan stuff, and it was like, oh yeah, but if it's too hot or if it's too wet, then it's going to get fucked. Yeah. So we had you in handcuffs for pretty much most of the weekend, <laughs> and it was originally going to be a straight jacket. Yeah. And then it was like, well, well that would have made cut hot. pretty much impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if you, know, if you're too hot, then that just becomes a 2D. They, they come, we had this conversation on the podcast about whether where it goes too far. And yeah. it's just like, oh, it's just like, it will be funny for a little while, but then it'd be like, well, just give him a breather and douse him in bucket yeah. lick or something like that. But then straight jacket was too expensive. It was like 200 quid. Like I'm oh, game, but me. if it doesn't fit, then it's like, oh, it's, again, that's kind of crippled. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, what if it gets wet? What if it gets too dry? What if overheat and all that kind of stuff? And then what if something happens? What if you need something? And then it was like, and then it became like, right, well, if we do that, how is he going to go to the bathroom? Well, adult diapers. Who's going to put the adult <laughs> diaper on Steve? <laughs> I feel like that's a best man duty. Okay. Well, maybe we should just handcuff him. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's that, whole, uh, it's that whole thing is about, yeah, there's the, the whole thing about punishing the stag, and it's all good, that's kind of the yeah, theme yeah, of it, yeah. and the laugh of it, but yeah, after a while, we like, felt a bit bad, it was like, yeah, you cut up your whole arm with <laughs> handcuffs. You didn't bitch about it. Oh like, no, I just know it sounds like, I feel like I should do something. <laughs> I feel like the aim of this weekend isn't to cut your arm, <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh, take them off for a bit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't really drink at all, right? And, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna not drink, I was gonna drive everyone and then didn't manage to get the vehicle, I need a new license and all that kind of stuff, but ended up on the day was like, oh, no, I'm up for a drink, so we had a lot of drink. Yeah. And just being one out of practice of drinking and, mm. uh, diabetic and then just liver problems anyway. <laughs> was like just I didn't realize how much the alcohol affected me and it took a very long time to get out of my system yeah so I don't remember much of it yeah but like I remember I was, but I had my responsibility head on so like I was making sure everyone went to bed on time yeah not on time but like made it to bed yeah and then, <laughs> and then like you were very close we got we got you to the perfect point of drunkenness yeah which was like you were absolutely destroyed on the verge of vomiting but not quite vomiting <laughs> <laughs> so it was like follow every now and then moving a vomit bin next to you just in case yeah. and constantly making Wayne's World references. <laughs> you get a spew. <laughs> yeah. Spew into this. And then like next day doing clean up and everything like that. Yeah. But my brain was just fried. I got yeah. sun um sunstroke as well that really? didn't register with me at all. Just because it was cloudy most <laughs> yeah. of the day. Well no I know I got sunburnt like yeah. the, on the we did like an it's a knockout outdoor obstacle mm. course thing. But it wasn't yeah, it wasn't particularly sunny, but yeah, noticed I got sunburned, but sunstroke, but my brain just wasn't having any of it because I was yeah. responsible for so many people. <laughs> so it was just like on in this weird version when my body was just not having anything <laughs> and my brain was like, well, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to drop him off, got to do this food deposit, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. To the point, and so it was the point where when I got home and everything was kind of done, that's when I was drunk. <laughs> just like got home and then like collapsed on my bed and was like, everything is spinning. <laughs> now I'm going to die. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. This is fine. And then I had a whole much like world of responsibility before and after the stack. Yeah. Now it's like, as of now, 
everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it took me so a long to... A few rough days. To, yeah, to sort it out. To the point where, on the way back from the stag, when we were dropping people off, you're playing Sage Francis. Yeah. And his lyrics made me think I was having a stroke. <laughs> like, legitimately having a stroke. Yeah. Just because I've, I've heard people talk about Sage Francis, and I've seen bits and bobs. Doesn't he play guitar? Is that Sage Francis? No. It might be someone else. No. Um, but yeah, like, it was like, oh, okay, listen to it. And one of the lyrics was, patience is a virtue. Virtue is a grace. And grace is a little girl who wouldn't wash her face. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> my brain's, that whole responsibility mode, my whole physical, biological body is out of it. And I'm having this kind of out-of-body experience where I'm waiting for me to be home and asleep. <laughs> and... I'm starting to make these philosophical arguments in my own head about yeah. how patience and, and how much of that virtue it is. It's not washing its own face. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out, like, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone around me is like, this song's great. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't understand. Give me a Slipknot lyric and I'll agree with everything it says. (laughs) But when it's, yeah, when it's telling me about little girls washing their faces and how that's not patience, I'm just like, my brain was just not able to compute. It was the the closest I've had to a blue screen. I'm just like, I don't understand. But I need to look like I'm in the know. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it was a good weekend though. Yeah, no, I had a really good time. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't the wildest of like before you when you said you thought you might die and the friendship might end it was like kind of like well it's definitely been ideas that have been put out like there was an idea of building a gallows and hanging you right. that <laughs> wasn't my God. idea right. like, <laughs> so like I I knew everyone who came to the stag but like I knew them I knew some people more than others and yeah a bit of a touch here and a bit of a touch there and then just seeing that evil just come out of some people you're like okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to be drunk in a field together. Yeah. Walking distance from weapons. (laughs) We were sleeping next to an abandoned part of shotgun shells while we were there. Yeah. It was definitely a serial killery town. And I thought I was the serial killer. (laughs) No, everyone else. No. No, to be fair, like, I didn't feel like, oh, this is really tame. Like, I was, yeah, Mm. like, the, the thing, like, weeks ago was just, like, out of just, Fear of the unknown, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than anything, like, yeah, because I don't, I well, don't. It was the idea of me doing something so incredibly elaborate. Yeah, that it would fuck with your mind and your very. That's being. just it. If you can Which spend an entire be... evening convincing me to kill someone, yeah, like that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of level. And don't get me wrong, there's part of me that's that would enjoy doing that still, <laughs> but it's just like you need to bankroll that shit. That needs like a whole production company yeah. that currently. I don't have. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just save it for my fiftieth or something. Yeah, just I'm just gonna figure it out. That once I get all the money, all the power, and all the women, first you get the something, <laughs> yeah. then you get something else, and then yeah. everything's fine. That's the one. That's that's the quote. I'll I'll put what's his face. Yeah, I'll put why. Yeah, El Pablo Casino. That's not a real name. <laughs> it's just a word. Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend. It was yeah, right. yeah, no, all good. Um, and I think we had something to do with the news coming back. Why? Because there's news articles now. Oh, right. Okay. Like there was like two and a half weeks, two, three it's weeks of nothing. Yeah. Like just nothing happened. And I blamed it on the heat. And I still do. Yeah. And pollen. And I don't think that you're saying it's like, cause you know, no one wants to report anything. I think it's just people didn't want to do anything worth reporting. <laughs> you know, it's just like, let's just stay indoors and not. 
and and not be too dramatic with everything. <laughs> Um, which leads me on to um, one article that I'm looking for at the moment. A man has been crushed to death by his mother's coffin. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I, I nearly put that one in, but I was just. <laughs> I just love that nothing happened and then that happened. And I'm like, things are back to normal. <laughs> yeah, it happened in Indonesia. Uh, Soman Kondorura. 40 died when a bamboo ladder collapsed as pallbearers tried to carry the coffin onto the Lakian on the island of Sulawesi. See now, is that not the first mistake, trying to carry a coffin well, up a ladder? it's ceremonial to put it in a tower. Well, good you for see. that. Get a lift. A carved tower. An escalator. Like, it's something. <laughs> it's a wooden thing. <laughs> they haven't got that much engineering, I guess, in Indonesia. A for rope years. and a pallet. A drone. <laughs> <laughs> A Lakian is a carved tower where the coffin is placed before a traditional funeral. Julianto Sirait, chief commissioner of the Tanatoraja Resort Police, the resort police, <laughs> said the ladder had shifted and collapsed. Then the coffin, in quotes, fell and hit the victim, he said. The coffin and those trying to carry it had fallen several meters despite the efforts of onlookers. Mr. Kondura died later in hospital. Hang on. No, that's bad grammar. The coffin and those trying to carry it had fallen several meters. Yeah. Despite the efforts of onlookers, Mr. Kondura died later in hospital. Right. Okay. So it didn't fall despite, despite the, the locals. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the locals trying to defy gravity. Yeah. Uh, according to witnesses, he had a severe head injury. His body is now buried alongside the body of his mother. That's fitting, you know. Mr. <laughs> Serrate said the ladder had not been properly reinforced, but the family will not be pressing charges in relation to his death. Why? <laughs> pressing charges for your family member's death. Well, for, well no, if you a get, coffin fell on him. Yeah. Who are you going to sue? Well, <laughs> Ladders. The, but the people that own the fucking place. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not part of this whole suing culture thing. I think like yeah. personal responsibility is best generally. But if you're gonna if you if you're gonna ask someone to carry a coffin up a ladder, you should probably make sure the ladder is safe. Yeah, it says the ladder collapsed. Yeah. So it feels like the ladder broke. Yeah. I guess. Or wasn't securely fastened. So yeah, I guess that would be liable for the company <laughs> that organized it. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know what what are you gonna get I guess you get money out of it, obviously, but you wouldn't you, get like well, yeah. we'll we'll give you three funerals. Yeah. <laughs> well it'll be six by the end of it. So yeah. just <laughs> We'll pay for these two and then your third one is free. <laughs> yeah. So if it's, dad dies. If we kill another, they get in free too. Yeah. Thanks. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's what we who's, wanted. Who's who's gonna be the poor bearer is funeral? <laughs> it's just nobody. Just one guy left to carry Who eight coffins up a ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's okay. I want to die. <laughs> uh, speaking of death, um, Stephen Hawking's dead. Yeah. He's been dead for a while. Yeah, but um, they had his ceremony, I guess, recently. Um, and his voice is going to be beamed into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. He, he loved he, his whole thing was black holes. I'm yeah. pretty sure everything was black holes. Yeah, is his favorite thing. Um, but yeah, while his ashes were being uh, interred at Westminster Abbey, then yeah, they're going to beam this voice into a black hole. Which didn't, isn't all of the research is done on black holes like evidence them as a black void of nothing. <laughs> Well, that's where he wants to go. <laughs> yeah. That's where he wants his life's work to go, or at yeah. least his, yeah. his his most recent podcast. I don't want it to be heard. Put it in the black hole. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to talk to a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Find all my books and put those in a black hole as well. Uh, the late scientist's words have been set to an original piece of music. I guess that makes it a rap. <laughs> Composed. <laughs> well, it's just words with music played yeah. over it, which is like, does, yeah, does it sounds rhyme? like a rap. This um, uh, composed by Vangelis for the service of Thanksgiving and offer a message of peace and hope. Yeah. A, yeah. All that peace and hope, shove, shove it, it in, in the, the black, black hole. hole. <laughs> uh, Professor Hawking's children have expressed their gratitude to Westminster Abbey for allowing their father to have a distinguished final resting place between... <laughs> I- <laughs> no, well, they're actually buried. They're putting his ashes between Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin. All right, they're not so firing they're like, his ashes <laughs> into a black hole. <laughs> just, just a recording. Yeah. Um, his daughter Lucy described the Evangelist composition as a beautiful and symbolic gesture that creates a link between our father's presence on this planet, his wish to go into space, and his explorations of the universe in his mind. So it does quite yeah. fit in quite cool. Uh, she added... <laughs> She added, the broadcast will be beamed towards the nearest black hole, 1A0620-00, which lives in a binary system with a fairly ordinary orange dwarf star. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I I find that funny, but I can't figure out why. (laughs) One, I guess she sounds disappointed that it wasn't a fantastic <laughs> orange dwarf star. It's just like, just an ordinary dwarf. Nothing, yeah. nothing too elaborate. No. <laughs> yeah, it's that consideration. To be fair, Didn't like, go to a glamorous galaxy. Yeah. The amount of dwarf stars I see when I'm just going to Aldi. Like, just, <laughs> just, Amazing one. Just knocking about, buying e-liquid. you know just ordinary nice chilled out you know know, low-key kind of funeral low-key dwarf star you know yeah the usual with a vast amount of traffic and passers-by stuck in a void all around them (laughs) (laughs) just with father's rap yeah (laughs) yeah as the world slowly collapses into the street in front of But yeah, between Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin, it's pretty... It's quite distinguished. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of think like who would go between them. Yeah. But what's what? I guess the new modern one is Brian Cox. He wouldn't go anywhere near that. No. He's, yeah, he's he hasn't not done anything. distinguished enough. Well, it's th- he hasn't it's discovered weird. anything. He's just... Yeah. He, yeah. Just like presenting walking. shit. Yeah. He, like, he, talking he, about science is different to creating science. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. <laughs> so yeah, fair play to Hawking and his, and, uh, and his funeral, I guess. Yeah. Um, in Australia, I don't know if you heard this, this feels like a Steve thing, an Australian performance artist has been buried alive in a box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under a busy section of road in road. Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like, yeah, like a caravan sized box. Yeah. It's been placed like underneath a, a main road. Yeah. With like a kitchen and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, great. So you just got a flat underground. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's, but I, I think. Well, I'll read on. Mike Parr, 73, was entombed in on Thursday night under Hobart's Macquarie Street for his work entitled Underneath the Bitumens, the artist. He's 73 years old and he wants to be buried, buried alive. alive. Yeah. I, I just, I would just like it if he died. Yeah. Not, not, I don't wish death don't wish upon him, death. but I hope it was this whole elaborate thing for him to get a really nice, cheap, government funded coffin. <laughs> With a kitchen just burying me down there, running water. <laughs> just dig it back. Oh, 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 he's dead. Yeah. 
really direct yeah, transport routes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can come and visit any time or day. Yeah, but did they? Didn't they, they there's, there isn't like an access route to it, is it? They they just like they tarmac. They literally him buried him. Yeah, yeah, because it's under the road. There's like one air funnel. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the container is a steel box, uh, four and a half meters by nearly two meters by two meters. It was constructed by a team, uh, blah, blah, blah. The original box manufacturers pulled out on discovering that a man would be buried under a road in it. So the original people who planned it were like, maybe. yeah, no, we're not going to build a steel heat coffin that's going <laughs> to yeah. cook whoever's underneath it. We're not going to do that. Great. Now, now we've got to change our terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah. Do not bury yourself alive in our, <laughs> in our steel containers. <laughs> Magna Corp. We don't bury people alive. <laughs> a tube has been fitted under the road to allow air to reach the artist. Uh, by 10.30pm on the Thursday, the road had been released, resealed, and opened to traffic. Passers-by posted photos of buses rolling over that section of the road. <laughs> According to organisers of Dark Mofo, who's the artist, 73... Um, stay Underground is a response to 20th century totalitarian... Violence is in it, all of its form. Is it? And some local it? indigenous groups have responded to the work negatively, saying the idea was insulting to members of the Aboriginal community. Again, that, is it? That th- that, right, so that made no sense to me. No. And I actually looked into it, and they're basically saying, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. It's insulting. Uh, Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre, TAC, CEO Heather Sculthorpe said the idea was insulting to members of the Aboriginal community. I wouldn't have known it had anything to do with the Black War, she said. If indeed that is what it's meant to be about, then perhaps we should have Aboriginal people involved in it, not just dark mofo deciding what will tell our history better than what we can ourselves. It's a bit insulting, really. If they have an interest in telling the Aboriginal story, then they should have put it out there for Aboriginal people to do it. And that's where it, yeah, it kind of gets a bit silly. But she's basically insulted because she had no idea it had anything to do with Aboriginals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm in two minds about that. Like, firstly, I, I, I don't get this whole modern art shtick. Mm. Like this whole, just make a thing and then write a paragraph about it. And then that's obviously what it is. Like, I, none of it appeals to me. I think it's a horseshit way to get a good grade. And it's, a, it's all fucking stupid. He's How, 73. He's 73. I can't well, get over it. Great. <laughs> 73 years and he doesn't know any better. Um, dark mofo. Dark mofo. <laughs> but then, like, the other side of it is, yeah. like, you can't govern people uh, based on your own ancestry about how they want to express themselves like if this is what it means to him like firstly i don't think it is i think he's just i think it's horse shit and bullshit the same as every other bit of modern <laughs> art um but like i like you can't you can't govern your own history like that of being like well, yeah, well you, you have to speak to us about how you express yourself about your opinions if you're talking on... about aboriginals aboriginals should be telling people not yeah, you that kind yeah. of thing I, it's, it's, bullshit. Yeah. it's another one of these cultural appropriation well, the, arguments <laughs> being offended at the art piece i mean, i think there's this i there's definitely a, a a predictable way to react to something and it seems like there's this clear set line of how you should react to a certain situation yeah because if they had just gone that's hilarious what a moron that's got nothing to do with the black war yeah Everyone would agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact that they have to reply, to reply in this, like... I'm offended because he, what he's doing isn't good enough. Yeah, and didn't have enough Aboriginal people. In well, it. he didn't have to do it's anything. Like, you, yeah, but it's just, it's just, 
I don't understand what that's meant to. I think they're trying to say that what should have happened is this yeah. instead of going, "What an idiot!" Yeah, and it's just exactly. like it's just it's react more and more honestly got, and genuinely. The problem that the way he's done something, go and do something yourself. And if it you're, if this is self interested, this is like you wish he promoted you better. Yeah, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, just, and the thing is, it's not like him. he's. It's not like it's you, you can't you can't really drag a culture through the mud. As in, like, it's not like he's specifically insulting individual people. Yeah. Of, like, disparaging their name and ruining their reputation and stuff. It's just a dude that thinks shit about Aborigines. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of, it just feels like it's kind of, um, burying the truth about, you know, living underground without any knowledge about anything else. Yeah. It's that kind of forgetting history. Yeah. Burying it kind of feels like what it is. And then you're saying that you should have made it more. Yeah, it's it's you're critiquing an old artist and trying to say that his work should have been more Aboriginal, and it's it's it it seems it feels like they're critiquing the the artistic piece yeah. and saying it wasn't representative enough of the Aboriginals, rather than being like, what's this guy doing that has and he's claiming it's for us? I don't think so. <laughs> Why don't if you want to know about us, please visit our website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aboriginesrus dot com. Yeah. Um, on Thursday night, crowds filed past the cavity where Pa was to be buried and stored in, and stared in, sorry, oh, stared right. inside, as if paying their respects at an open casket funeral. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A small bar heater was solemnly lowered into the void. <laughs> A heater? Yeah, because in the winter, it's very cold, even underground. Just... <laughs> So like they lowered didn't want into to the void, to like a like the lowering solemnly, like, like the, when they lower the goat into the enclosure on Jurassic Park. <laughs> just like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to get comfortable. Yeah. Also, um, a thermos was also lowered there. <laughs> from a crane. One thermos. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. At least they're easy. You're going to get cold. heavy soup. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in other news, I'm interested, well, I'm, I find this quite funny, but it kind of undermines the whole politics thing, which yeah. I kind of, it's really become a thing from, you've stopped doing it with me anyway, right? but I always find the conversation about, well, you know, the left and the right, I always find that really weird. I know there's, there's a purpose for it, yeah. but you might as well be saying the north, the south, to be fair, the, the blacks. The purple. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, I've, I've, I've sort of skewed a bit away from it with myself. Leaning further left or leaning? Um, <laughs> it's that old, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's this weird, it's this weird, uh, picture that I think people want to paint of like, I'm on the left and what, I think one of them's blue, one of them's red. I don't know which. Yeah. But the one's an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's a donkey, I think. Or yeah. Both. I don't know. So, like, yeah, there's this kind of... Um, the word tribalism keeps on being thrown around. Yeah. I just... I can't... Tribalism, to me, is more powerful than what I think the whole description is kind of being of, like... Yeah. Well, you know, you shouldn't have bikinis in supermarkets. Wow, what a tribe. You're like, I'm like <laughs> don't get that, that. That tribe is a little bit shit. I think it's just... You know? um, I, I think with with myself kind of, like, trying to leave those labels is, yeah. is just, like... um. 
it it would be hypoc- like I'm I'm very much an advocate for the individual, and it would be very hypocritical of me to be an advocate for the individual and still carry on being like left, right, up, <laughs> down, just... like like because again, you you're telling people they shouldn't put people in boxes by putting people in boxes. Like, yeah, but I don't, I, think, I don't know. It's just it, it, there has to be some form of like describing where you stand on an issue, whether you stand That's left of an it. issue or it's, right of an issue. Yeah. But it seems really simple. And I admit, yeah. I get it's got to be simple, but like, are you on the left or are you on the right? Or are you on the up or are you on the down? That's the thing is, four axes. It's just, yeah, but it's, but it's still, the four axes still encompass left simplistic. or right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, well, are you a liberal conservative? Are you a conservative liberal? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you always fall on like left or right of a light. It just, it always just reminds me of children. It, it, just the, the phrasing of it. It's like, well, my friend Mike, you know, he's five foot seven and that means he's on red team and blue yeah. team. This it, is how it just sounds <laughs> in my head. So I kind of move away for it. But all politics is, uh, is yeah. nonsense. But this thing, uh, finish uh, statements uh, like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, politics nonsense. <laughs> anyway, white supremacy. So, um, uh, yeah, there was a vote in British courts that failed because someone just wanted it to fail because they wanted to prove that the system is stupid, but right. he's part of the system. So there's a law that, uh, that was being, uh, well, and again, it could be a big lie. Uh, the UK is still reeling after the government's attempt to make upskirting a criminal offence. Oh, I read about that one. Yeah. So there was, apparently it's not illegal to take um, voyeuristic photos in uh, compromising positions, I guess yeah. is how you would describe it. It's not illegal to do that, it seems. They've tried to yeah. propose this law. Um, the bill, which would have seen perpetrators face up to two years in prison, was expected to sail through the Commons on Friday following a campaign launched by a victim, uh, Gina Martin. But parliamentary rules mean it only requires one MP to shout object to yeah. block its progress. And one Conservative MP just decided to do it. Yeah, well, I I looked into it because I was just like, well, it's it's it, it's a weird. I I read through the law and I was like, mm. I can't see anything in there that's really objectionable. Like, I can't see anything that's ambiguous that would that that would give this like overarching power to 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 have an effect where it really has no right to have an effect. Um, so I was like, well, what, so what is it exactly that's objectionable about it? And then I went into the guy and it turns out the guy has, has done the same thing to lots of similar laws <laughs> like this <laughs> that, 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 that don't, that aren't necessarily objectionable that, that should really pass without, pass no. without a worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, Will the so, vote go through? Well, Chris is here, so you know what's it going to be. And plus, like, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm automatically skeptical now of anyone that wants to like tarnish or just lambast a conservative because just because they're a conservative. So, like, well, I think in this case, on that, I think it's, in this case, it's because he's objected to. Something right. that many would feel should yeah, exactly. pass through quite so, easily. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. they use him to 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 tarnish all conservatives and be like, well, all conservatives think this way. And I'm just like, well, I, is there any evidence that even like he thinks this way? Like, why did he vote like this? So then I looked into him. And so what they do, they tried to pass this law on like a Tuesday when there's like, <laughs> try to pass this law <laughs> like a Tuesday. Chris is in. When there's like, when there's Chris like. Chris is in, he's had a few beers. He'll <laughs> object to everything. <laughs> So they, tr- they tried to pass this law when there's like 10 people in the room. 
and he had him and a couple of other th- of the of, of the Tories, and actually it's a cross party thing. I think have this thing where they one of them will always be present, and they will always be, object to a law if not everybody is present because they believe that nothing should be put into law without being heavily scrutinised. And when you actually look at it from that point of view. I think it's 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 very kind of reasonable what he's what he's doing. He's saying that like you shouldn't you shouldn't have the power to 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 change the way that all citizens have to act in in certain respect, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. Unless everybody that um, every every county and everybody is represented, as they are on like a Thursday when fucking <laughs> when everybody's in the room for whatever reason. When it's like PMQ. How is this like not that. a joke? Like the whole system of like, well, not every, <laughs> most of the time on a Tuesday, loads of people just don't turn up. So <laughs> that's just it. like, what? That, yeah, exactly. So like, not everyone's always there. It's like, well, they fucking should be. It's their job. Like that's right. So yeah, if you believe that nothing should be passed unless everyone's there, make yeah. sure everyone's there. Yeah. Don't come up with a system where it's but, like, oh, well, if I say object because Gary's hung over still. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, because he's objected, it's been thrown out the window. Because he's objected, it will now go to a full room when people are there. Like, that's that's how it works. But people really want to stop on the first thing and be like, well, he objected to this, that means he's a pervert. It's like, well, that's a really simplistic way of looking at it. I think it's 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 one of those examples of like why it's always important to kind of look into things just a bit more. Oh yeah, well that, that's, I think I think the whole thing's silly. I mean, when yeah, he, yeah, yeah. when he said he objected, his name's Christopher Chope. Uh, Chope's intervention was met, and when he said object, was met with shouts of shame <laughs> from other MPs, <laughs> and his actions were attacked by MPs, many from his own party. Theresa May expressed personal disappointment that the bill had been thwarted. Yeah. Um, but she since... has to because like now you have a whole misinformed public who are saying like well it's just the whole thing is so stupid and the it reason is. it's so stupid is it's so self-involved yeah like I've heard people there's some people who've said that the role of the conservative part if the who's in the Tories are in power now right yeah yeah so the role of the Labour Party is to prevent the Conservative Party from passing any laws that's their job right now so and you go so, what kind of absolute nonsense is yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. And then you've got this case where a conservative MP has blocked a conservative policy from being put through. So yeah. not only are the people who are not in power blocking stuff getting through, <laughs> but the people in power are getting stuff blocked from or slowed down yeah. from being made through. Yeah. Like, this whole thing is stupid. It's just like, yeah, don't it get puts, it. It puts everything in, in gridlock. But people like, just, because I don't know. no one, the, the, the MPs aren't MPs aren't fucking accountable to anything. Like, there aren't these... And why are they going to put a rule in place that they have to show up for work if there's currently one in place that says they don't? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the the idea that if you object to something, you are publicly shamed, one, by having an article written about you, and two, by other MPs shouting the word (laughs) shame. Shame. How old are you? I I never understood that whole absolutely stupid school assembly idea of, like jeering yeah. at other people. <laughs> You're representing your county. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Well, a, t- a, a, a woman stood up on the other side of this room. <laughs> yeah. 
okay and there's people i don't un- i don't care because i kind of go this whole thing is ridiculously and ridiculous and redundant but there's people who stand by and say it's incredible like it's amazing it's the way forward they go oh yeah well what, what's the alternative huh well, well you got a better idea yeah. it's like no but the fact that you don't see what's in front of you and you're making you're imagining the world to be something different to what it is in front of your very eyes yeah i find questionable yeah and if i find it questionable i'll ask you a question about it (laughs) it's not yeah it's not that it's 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 yeah it's people blindly following things because they think they have to yeah i just it gives me the creeps yeah and as soon as you show it to them like oh uh, no no it's fine so okay then why 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 are you not able to critically question your own existence yeah. or your own environment i don't understand it and i don't trust it no um chope uh since the backlash backlash chope who was awarded a knighthood by theresa may earlier this year has defended his actions wait what 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 he's a knight what, by by the prime minister yeah wait by may must be theresa may yeah not just by the month of may that's yeah, it That's... should be given by the Queen, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you're a knight of... <laughs> he's just a... Knight of... He's a, he's a discount knight. <laughs> <laughs> um, was... Knight of shame. <laughs> he was awarded a knighthood. Has defended his actions, claiming he wholeheartedly supports the proposal, um, but uh, says he uh, was objecting to parliamentary procedure. Yeah. Rather than the law itself. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's like, one is a... St- and he's got a history a of doing it to the point where it's anyway. like, well, yeah, like, that. I, I believe that. Yeah. And like you say, if it meant that, like, what's the, is it filibustering or whatever? Blockbustering. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I will talk... <laughs> blockbustering. <laughs> oh... <laughs> yeah, filibustering, which is you talk until Parliament closes. Yeah, like you just can know so that so that nobody else can talk. Yeah, again, this is nonsense. Yeah, and the fact that anybody who says this isn't nonsense is I just I can't trust that way of thinking. That's so narrow-minded, head in the that's headed the sand in literal sense for me. Yeah, is if you can't acknowledge that there's faults within your own system, and it just means well. Everything has a fault. So if you're saying that there's no faults, you've just got your head buried in the sand. Yeah. Don't understand. There was someone in Texas last year, I think, um, who was, who filibustered, uh, a, a, a debate on abortion or something mm. like that. But she was, she, she was pro, she, uh, she was pro choice. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the law was that they were trying to interrupt, but I think it was going to cut funds, family planning or some shit like that. Right. And she filibustered for 13 hours. Yeah. Like, just talked, just, I think, I I don't even know what you talk about for 13 hours. <laughs> like, but it's, it can't it's just be, it can't hours. just be making noise. Like, yeah. it has to be, like, cohesive, right? But the thing is, if the reason that the filibustering works is because certain amount of time is set aside to discuss the topic. So they recognize that at a certain time, people have to go home or whatever. So they go, well, well, that's all the time we have for tonight. So we finish it there. Why can't you do that with both sides of the debate? Yeah. Why can't you say you've got X amount of time to talk about it and you've got X amount of time to talk about it? Like they do why, in actual debates. Yeah. Why is it not, why is it not that? Why does it have to be, well, the first person to speak, that's that? Yeah. It's like, no, you fucking morons. <laughs> Especially when it's a known, corrupt, yeah, obvious in the public eye. Everybody knows that this occurs. It's recorded. And they go like, yes, it is blocking other people from speaking, which is 
corruption. Yeah. But hey, carry on. It's yeah. just, I don't, I can't, just don't understand it. No. Oh, object. Oh, object. well. Dave object. <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. you have Tourette's and be an MP? If uh, you just say something. I, I imagine you must be allowed to. Yeah. Um, so how so. then, or how do you know between someone's tick and uh, someone's objection? <laughs> well, like, doesn't your tick become something that is objectionable? It's something that you shouldn't say, I think, is my understanding. So you're just so, going to vote against everything yeah, that you agree with? Just when just, you know when there's an awkward silence and yeah. you feel the need to say something? Yeah. I feel like that's the closest I've ever experienced to Tourette's. It's yeah. like you just kind of want to sit and to break the ice. And yeah. I think you've got that in your head where you think you can't say, I've got a bomb on me when you get on a plane. So when you get on a plane, people yeah. with Tourette's are like, I've got a bomb! And so they can't keep it within them. Yeah. That's what I, my interpretation of it. So yeah. yeah, that's the perfect example of, <laughs> they would just object to stuff. <laughs> well, then, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. It's not that it's the only way of doing things. And it's not that, well, it's the best we have. So it's just like, no, there's ways of improving a system. It's not a case of if it's being criticized, you have to remove it and replace it with something brand new. Yeah. But there's ways of improving a system. And in order to do that, you need to start asking questions and having a conversation. Mm. So I've never understood the, oh, yeah, well, then what would you do? It was like, well, first of all, I'd stop people from, you know, I'd, I'd start more, more, more discourse when it comes to debating something as opposed to allowing someone to talk for 13 hours about why they want what they want. But no, have an hour. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. You have an hour, then someone else will have an hour and then we'll go home. <laughs> why is that revolutionary? Why yeah. is that some kind of, oh, you're a terrorist? Yeah. No, it's just, no, it, that's stupid. It's such, <laughs> within this country, it's such an ancient system that it's like, it's it's rules upon lo- upon rules that are appendixes of other rules and everything like that. So you've got this whole mishmash of things. Like the reason, like that they do the whole fucking um, like the jeering mm. thing is something specific ab- about saying yes or no. Like mm. there's something that's like there's a there's a rule that where you can't do it. Yeah. So they do this weird jeering. Oh, I think shit. you can't applaud or something yeah. like that. There's something that you can't do, so they so jeer they, there instead. So like yeah. there was like a universally accepted sound that you could make <laughs> as an MP, which is fucking weird. Like it's yeah. it's it's a it's a. I, I'm not one of these like burn the whole system down kind of yeah, people, yeah. but it's like common fucking sense. Can we just have some? Just let's just change some shit around so everybody can understand what's going on. No, but you know, you know what it is. It's I think people like to think they've got the inside track. Mm. So, like, um, um, let's take something we've talked about before, which we're not going to go into. But say feminism. Once you once you start to to get an independent opinion on something like on a large movement like feminism, and you start to think, oh, it's not actually what they're all saying. It's actually this, and I've read this. As soon as you get an inside, a bit more knowledge about something that you think other people don't know about, yeah, you think you've you you know what's going on, and that's you know this. Yeah, I I know what's going on. You you disagree with it because you don't quite get it, but I've looked into it more, and I think it's the same with politics. Like you get to these certain points where you go like, oh, the conservatives oh what they're all about this yeah but i know that my interests well i've got a i own a house and you know i know this is what i'm going for and that's what's what's all about and it's exactly the same thing you see in a casino which is like i play roulette but i know i've got a system and you know i always bet three when it's three black three times i bet on red and then i always bet 17 on the third one and i know because it's worked for me in the past and you look at them you go like 
the system is stacked against you. The, st- yeah. the, the, the odd, the how, all of the odds are in the house's favor. Otherwise, this wouldn't exist. Yeah. Like, that's how this works. But you thinking you know more than the, the, the company, okay. And that's not knowing more than the government. It's just sticking to something because they think that's how it works. Yeah. And it's like not questioning it because if a gambler questions what they're doing, they might stop gambling. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just, they think they know what's going on. And any shaking of that becomes, well, that means that you're wrong, which means you're not as smart as you think you are, which your whole world comes crumbling down. Mm. So it's that, that whole thing about politics, like, oh, I know what's going on because I'm really clever. And if I don't know what's going on, that means I'm not really clever, which means my world ends. It's it's differentiating yourself from your ideas again, isn't Mm. it? It's like having, you always put your ideas in front of yourself. Don't think of them as inside of yourself. And then if they change, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you. Like yeah. you just like, oh, my ideas are this now. Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't affect you on like that deep level. If you are truly like an open-minded person, yeah. Like, but that's the thing about I think the new wave of conversation and debates and stuff is kind of showing with stuff being fact-checked all the time. What yeah. I think, like Donald Trump said that there's been a massive crime surge since Germany let in immigrants, mm. and it's a complete lie. Yeah. So it's like. No, here's all the proof that it's a lie. Yeah. So that means now someone should research what they say before they say something. Yeah. And then you, when you start doing that, you realize that most of what you talk about doesn't really matter. You're just kind mm. of talking and having ideas. And it's the ideas that are important and figuring out what you're going to do with them. Yeah. But meanwhile, there's going to be this whole group of people who just want to stick with their own ideas. Yeah. Because they're so attached to them. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I feel whenever well, I've questioned. It's because their ideas become their identity. Yeah. It's like, that's. Or yeah, it becomes intrinsically linked so that if you say their ideas are bad, you're telling them that they're stupid. Yeah, it's like like, no, a stupid person would stick to a stupid idea. Yeah, let's talk about a done idea and and dissect it and see what's going on. You can change your mind; you don't have to, but let's talk about it and see what happens. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, that's the new kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, scan BC, Nick. Um, (laughs) A a BC couple loses child custody. Uh, after a stuffed lion purportedly transmitting the word of God acted as their lawyer. <laughs> In BC, where is this again? I know it's British in Canada. Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They've been arrested because their lawyer was a stuffed lion. <laughs> well, the, no, the story, like, I, I've cut it down to like three or four paragraphs. The whole story is a few pages of just sadness. But like, the- <laughs> but like at the end of the tunnel, their lawyer is a lion. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a BC couple whose religious views are too extreme, even for the churches and pastors. <laughs> too extreme for the <laughs> and put them at odds. Put them at odds uh, with family, doctors, social workers, and anyone else trying to help them with their daughter have lost their their uh, custody battle. <laughs> I um, refer to my lawyer, Mr. Cuddles, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. And then then just nodding along to yeah. words that aren't being said. <laughs> He's normally much more talkative than this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they can hear him talk. That is like, why isn't everybody more amazed at this talking line of God? Um, uh, in spite of uh, not being able to get help from anyone, however, uh, they said they had legal help. <laughs> Uh, which came in the form of a stuffed lion. Uh, during trial, the couple spoke to the lion in, in non-discernible words, presented... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was presented as... I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Defence, do you want to call your first witness? Would I? <laughs> Please welcome to the stand a stuffed lion. <laughs> um, it was uh, uh, presented as speaking in tongues. Um, and said that through the lion, they heard directly from God. Uh, they said Jesus Christ was their lawyer, witness, and judge. Um, uh, when they cross-examined witnesses... Well, don't, don't have him as your lawyer or your judge. You're fucking crucified. <laughs> um, when they cross-examined witnesses, they told each witness that their lawyer, Jesus... <laughs> questions through them jesus what do you have to say about this <laughs> just pointing to no one uh in the end the judge did not find them to be credible um and ruled in favor of the ministry and placed the baby in continuing care uh, the, pa- <laughs> <laughs> the judge is considering what the verdict's gonna be he's like looking at social social services Turning over seeing two insane people with a giant stuffed lion they call Jesus. I'm going to go with social security and yeah. social services. Yeah. Uh, the parents appealed the decision, claiming it infringed on their religious freedoms as Christian parents. Which I don't think it does. As lions. As lions. <laughs> Did you not understand what he said? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, I no, I didn't. He didn't put it across well. I didn't understand what any of you said, nor did any of the witnesses. This is the other one. Um, uh, and the FBI agent who unintentionally shot someone while dancing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, in a Denver bar has turned himself into police on Tuesday and is awaiting charges. Uh, the agent, identified as 29-year-old Chase Bishop, is being held at a d- uh, Denver detention centre for investigation of second-degree assault, pending... Second degree? <laughs> I, d- I don't know the first Assaults second... from dancing. <laughs> I guess second degree is when you... I, I don't Inadvertently. Know, yeah, when you throw something and it accidentally kills someone or something. <laughs> when you shoot someone and they accidentally die. <laughs> or get shot. Um, uh, Bishop was showing off his moves in the centre of a dance circle (laughs) at Mile High Spirits Bar on June 2nd when he launched into a back handspring. Uh, During the move, a firearm fell out of his waistband holster and onto the floor. Uh, He moved to pick up the weapon and unintentionally fired (laughs) one shot. Uh, Police said Bishop then put the gun back in his pants and walked away with his hands up. Instantly. Yeah. Right? Well, I surrender. Yeah. My bad. That's the thing. It's not like, I don't know if it's like, I surrender or like, mic drop. <laughs> Follow that. I killed it. <laughs> well, at least it was a pistol and at least yeah. it fell. I thought it was like a, you know, a Rambo gun. No. That he was in a fancy dress competition like and accidentally had live ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Why are you running? Am I that good? <laughs> Just automatically puts his hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. Gets down on his knees and cuffs himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, one person was struck in the lower leg, uh, but was expected to survive. Uh, sorry. <laughs> His lion lawyer said that he would survive. <laughs> uh, authorities did not initially identify the FBI agent because he was not arrested at the time. Denver Police Community Resource Officer Marika Putnam said... Uh, Denver police said last week that the agent could face possible charges pending the results of lab testing to determine if alcohol was a factor. It is shocking that, uh, that the only shooting to ever occur at our establishment came about the result of an FBI agent entering our distillery tasting room, carrying a loaded firearm without our knowledge in violation of our rules. (laughs) I don't think the FBI agent cares about the rules. (laughs) No loaded guns. But yeah. there's a shooting. No guns. No guns. All right. Can't come in here. I'll just leave mine with the barman then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and my badge. Like. But it's as if they're not allowed in, the guns aren't allowed in the tasting room. <laughs> everywhere else is fine. Yeah, but the tasting room, yeah. no, no, no. State no, no. legislation says no bullets in the tasting room. <laughs> <laughs> what if you taste it you don't like it? You're going to shoot everybody? Yeah. No, we can't take that risk. <laughs> We've been running this establishment for 200 years. <laughs> Uh, the bar also said the patron who was shot is welcome to complimentary drinks forever, <laughs> which I think is a bit, a bit like if you come into my house, if I invite <laughs> yeah. you over and I invite another friend over and my other friend stabs you, I'm not going to be like, have all my stuff. <laughs> Do you want some, you can have lasagna whenever you come round. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Like, it's got nothing to do with me, or this is just a thing that happened. I'm very sorry. I'd be, at the most, I'd be like, have a beer, calm down. But, like, yeah. the, 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 I don't owe you anything. <laughs> like, the, like, smooth things over. This is before it's guaranteed he's going to survive. Yeah. So he's, like, fighting for his life. And it's like, well, you've got free drinks for life. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'll give you, it I'll depends give you a... how long you live, but, you know, for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a coupon. <laughs> Use it now you, you, to stop the bleeding. <laughs> uh, Try the tasting room; it's gun free. <laughs> uh, retired FBI supervisory agent James A. Gagliano said that he understood uh, the need for uh, a young agent to blow off steam. Still, he wrote that he <laughs> Shoot was the public. Agent blow off steam. I don't live in America. It's a stressful, stressful job. We talked about. Don't you, do you not think you need to blow off some steam? Yeah, yeah, but not my in leg. the tasting room. <laughs> not in my leg. Why are they doing a dance-off in the tasting room? Big tasting room. <laughs> uh, still, he wrote that he was shocked at the agent's poor judgment. This agent, agent should have uh, taken better care to conceal and secure his weapon, and knowing he was armed, he may have elected to avoid a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> Never do a dance-off with live ammunition. <laughs> no, no. The wise old words of James A. Gagliano. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the song. Was it my baby shot me down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All I want to do is bang, bang, bang. <laughs> you might get us too much in. That's crazy. Not in the tasting room. <laughs> oh, dance. You get blood in the hops. <laughs> oh no there's gunpowder in the air that's gonna affect the taste <laughs> oh no the aroma of the the tannins <laughs> of whatever it is i can taste copper 
<laughs> I can that's, taste sweet release that's, of death. That's, that's not us. That's, that's not our drink. Yeah. If you want to sue food poisoning for copper, you can't yeah. sue us. Yeah, no. Free, free drinks for life. <laughs> Is he dead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they got him. He's gonna die. Oh, like, they fuck. gave a dying man <laughs> drinks for, for life. life. It was just meant to be one beer. I was <laughs> a joke. Ha <laughs> 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 Becomes an alcoholic ruins the whole story <laughs> well there's another fun Good. bag of tricks from these two guys uh, can't remember exactly what we were talking about what were we talking about oh dancing FBI agents that was the last one yeah um, if you want to find us anywhere we are at pulling teeth pod on twitter um, get in touch with anything questions uh, answers if we had any questions I cannot remember I don't know where my head's at um, but um, yeah that's another fun week fun 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 we'll see you at the next one goodbye goodbye